the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. When Jesus comes back, it's not going to be secret or private or unnoticed by most of the world. People will not wonder if the reports of his second coming are true or not, or is this just fake news kind of thing. When Jesus Christ returns the second time, it will be like lightning lighting up the night sky. There will be no confusion, no question, no doubt. It will be clear to everyone on the earth. The Bible says every eye will see him when he returns. Jesus declared that in the last days, rumors will run rampant that he has quietly returned to earth. But his return to earth will not go unnoticed by anyone. Today, Pastor Dan will explain that Jesus' return will be seen and known by the entire world. It will be unmistakable. And to his return, many on earth will rejoice for their Savior has returned to conquer sin and death forever. But there will be many who mourn his second coming, knowing that judgment and condemnation have finally come for them. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 24 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now, the entire seven years is a time of tribulation, but the second half is known as the Great Tribulation. After this event, the abomination of desolation, God will really, really begin to pour out his wrath upon the earth. It will be like nothing that has ever happened on the earth before in all of history. Uh, Again, if you're taking notes, Daniel chapter 12, verse 11, Daniel 12, 11 says, And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days or three and a half years. So it gives us the day. So once the abomination of desolation is set up in the temple, the clock starts ticking. And it's three and a half years until the return of Jesus Christ. Have I thoroughly confused all of you at this point? Maybe a little bit. (laughs) So now look at verse 16. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. So Jesus is giving instructions to the Jewish people here, living in Israel at that time during the tribulation. And he tells them to flee because at this point, persecution will be unleashed on the Jewish people By the Antichrist. So Jesus says to the Jews living in Judea at that time, flee to the mountains. The Bible tells us elsewhere that they're going to flee to a place called Basra in Edom or modern day 
Jordan. Some scholars believe the Jewish people will flee to the rock city of Petra in Jordan and take refuge there. Uh, Isaiah 63.1 tells us that when the Messiah returns, he returns first to Basra before going to Jerusalem. Isaiah 63.1 says, Who is this who comes from Edom with dyed garments from Basra, this one who is glorious in his apparel? He's coming out of Basra to Jerusalem. Revelation 12.6 says the Jewish people will flee into the wilderness to a place prepared by God. So there's a place God will prepare for the Jewish people as a refuge for them for the second half of the tribulation in the wilderness, in the desert, in the mountains, in the desert. And so when the Jewish people living in Israel see the abomination of desolation set up in the temple and the Antichrist declares himself to be God and the world worships him, those dwelling in Judea should flee to the mountains to escape persecution. He says in verse 17, let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. In ancient Israel, houses had a flat roof so that you could go up on the roof and you know, in, enjoy the breeze of the day to get, get some relief from the heat. And Jesus says, when this happens, don't go down into your house to pack your belongings. You're not going to have time. Just flee. Verse 18, and let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes, but woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. You've seen the images of refugees, uh, many of them, if not most of them, fleeing on foot. And a pregnant woman will not be able to travel very fast. If you've ever traveled with a pregnant woman, it slows you down. You got to make a lot of stops. Those nursing babies will have to stop often to feed their baby. Again, it will slow you down. Verse 20, and pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Again, he's speaking to Jews living in Israel, not speaking to Gentiles. He says, pray that it is not in winter, not because they get blizzards in Israel, but because winter is the rainy season. And the rainy season brings flash flooding in the wilderness, in the desert area. Roads get washed out. Roads close down. So escape routes may be cut off if it's the rainy season. And they'll be trapped without a way of escape. Pray that it's not on the Sabbath day because nothing is open on the Sabbath day in Israel. There's no public transportation on the Sabbath. Again, you probably have seen videos of people packed into the train stations in the Ukraine trying to flee from the war zone in Ukraine. On the Sabbath, no businesses are open, no trains are running, no buses are running. The people will not be able to get out of the cities except on foot if it's the Sabbath day. For then there will be great tribulation. Such has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. Now, now think about what Jesus is saying here in verse 21. The tribulation will be the worst time in human history. When we think of all the wars that we've had and plagues and famines and genocides and holocausts and natural disasters that have happened just in modern history. 
And, and Jesus says, the worst is yet to come. This is a very sobering statement by Jesus here. For there will be great tribulations such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. The tribulation will be the worst time in all of history. The worst time. And again, if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, you'll escape this future tribulation. You don't have to worry about it. He says, unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. No one would survive if it lasted longer than seven years. Everybody would be wiped out. But for the elect's sake, those days will be short. Now here the elect are the Jewish people, not the church. Now we are the elect of God, but, but in the context of the passage, the elect refers to the Jewish people or Israel. In Isaiah chapter 45, verse 4, God calls Israel my elect. So for the elect's sake, the Jewish people, the days of the tribulation will be shortened. Now, that brings us to verse 23. And beginning in verse 23, Jesus begins to describe his second coming. Look at verse 23. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you, Beforehand, Remember the disciples, one of their questions was, what will be the sign of your second coming? How will we know? And, and here he tells us, you know, during the tribulation, the world will be in upheaval and total chaos. There'll be a lot of confusion. There'll be a lot of fear. And the world will be ripe for false Christs and false prophets. And Jesus tells us there will be false Christs and false prophets during the tribulation. And some will do signs and wonders. Miracles to deceive people. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse nine tells us that the Antichrist will be empowered by Satan to do signs and lying wonders to deceive people. So at that time, people won't really be rooted and grounded in the word of God. They won't really know their Bibles. And you'll have these false prophets who are able to do signs and miracles and wonders and people will be deceived by that. And you, you see today, many, many Christians don't really know their Bibles at all. And so you, you can see there's, there's a trend ha- that has been happening in the church for maybe the last 50 years, away from studying the Bible, knowing the Bible. And so you have many Christians today who are just illiterate of the Bible and going into the tribulation period, you're going to have all these people on the earth. They don't really know what the Bible says. But they're going to see people doing signs and wonders. And they're going to be deceived by it. And Jesus says here, I- I've told you beforehand so that you're not deceived. And then he says in verse 26, therefore, if they say to you, look, he's in the desert. Don't go out to the desert. Or look, he- he's in this inner room. He's in this secret room. 
Don't believe it. Again, what's the sign of your second coming? Well, there's going to be people who say, oh, Jesus came back. He's out in the desert. Or Jesus came back. He's in the secret chamber, the secret room, where only a few people have seen him. And he says, if you hear that kind of stuff, don't believe it. There's many people in the world today who claim to be Jesus Christ. There's like a guy in Russia, and there's a guy in Brazil. There's another guy in Australia. There's a guy out in Utah, another guy out in New Mexico. Right? And Jesus says, hey, if you hear these stories about, about the Christ coming and he's here and, and, and all, don't believe it. He says, verse 27, for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. And when Jesus comes back, it's not going to be secret or private or unnoticed by most of the world. People will not wonder if the reports of his second coming or are true or not, or is this just fake news kind of thing? When Jesus Christ returns the second time, it will be like lightning. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Lighting up the night sky. There will be no confusion, no question, no doubt. It will be clear to everyone on the earth. The Bible says, every eye will see him. When he returns, Uh, turn with me over to Revelation chapter 19, Revelation chapter 19, we're going to come back to Matthew 24, Revelation chapter 19 verse 11 says, now I saw heaven opened, so the heavens are going to open, the Bible says elsewhere it's going to roll up like a scroll. It's going to be folded up like a garment, right? So the heavens are going to open and behold, look, a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. When Jesus Christ comes back, there's not going to be any mistaking that he's returned. There's not going to be any question or doubt or is he out in the desert or is he in some secret room? No, the heavens are going to open. And Jesus is going to come riding out of heaven on a white horse and the armies of heaven will be with him. That's his church. That's his bride. 
is going to come riding down out of heaven with him. Jude says, behold, he comes with ten thousands of his saints when he comes out of heaven. And Jude goes on to say he comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in ungodly way. And of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. The first time Jesus came, he came to provide forgiveness of sins and salvation through his death on the cross. When he comes the second time, he will come riding out of heaven, robe dipped in blood, honest thigh, the name, king of kings, lord of lords. And he will come to judge the earth for its ungodliness. So there's, there's not going to be this thing where people are like, has he come back or hasn't he come back? I'm hearing, I'm hearing rumors that he's out in the desert somewhere or that he's in some secret room somewhere and a few people have seen him, but I'm not sure. No, everybody's going to know. Look at verse 28. Forever the carcasses, there the eagles will be gathered together. Now this is kind of a difficult verse to interpret. Uh, The word eagles can also be translated vultures. Your translation might say vultures there. Jesus is talking about his return and his judgment. And and just as vultures gather to a rotting carcass, Jesus' judgment will fall on this corrupt world when he returns. Now, if you have a different interpretation of that verse, totally fine with me. You don't need to come up to me afterwards and try to explain to me why my interpretation is wrong and why yours is right. That's fine. Yours is right. I'm okay with that. Now watch. The coming of the Son of Man. Verse 29. He's going to expound on this. Look what's going to happen. Immediately after the tribulation. Here's what's going to happen. What's the sign of your second coming? How will we know when you've come? Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. The sun will go out. No longer give off light. And the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the power of the heavens will be shaken. Right before Jesus returns, everything in the universe will go dark. What will be the sign of your second coming? Well, everything in the universe will go dark, much like there was darkness on the earth when Jesus was on the cross, dying for the sins of the world. Just before he returns, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give its light. The universe will be in complete darkness. Then the darkness will be pierced by the brightness of the glory of Jesus Christ. In that moment, the glory of Jesus Christ will be the only light shining in the sky, filling the universe with his light and his glory as he comes riding down out of heaven to the earth. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8, it says Jesus will destroy the Antichrist with the brightness of his coming. Just with the brightness of his coming. Look at verse 30. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the heaven. After the sun's gone out, the moon's gone out, all the stars have gone out, there's complete darkness in the sky, and then Jesus comes, his glory, his light fills the universe. This is the sign of the Son of Man appearing in the heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they all will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Revelation chapter 1 verse 7 says, Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, 
even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Every eye will see him when he returns. Everything will be dark. There will be nothing else to see except Jesus Christ when he returns. And so no one on earth will miss it. All the people on the earth will see it. It'll be the only thing to see in the sky. Everything will be dark. And then, boom, this light just pierces the darkness and fills the universe with his glory. And all the people on the earth at that time, they will mourn. Why will they mourn? Because they rejected Jesus Christ. Because they rebelled against him. Because they blasphemed him. You know, the Bible says one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Those who repent of their sins and receive Jesus Christ now gladly confess him as Lord and Savior. But one day, those who have hardened their heart toward Jesus and rejected him, they will mourn over their decision and they also will bow the knee to him and confess he is Lord. They will not bow to him as Savior, but as judge. And so everyone will bow the knee to Jesus and confess he is Lord, either as Savior now or as judge. That's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation and that you shouldn't harden your heart to him. And if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you should do so today. Now that brings us finally to verse 31. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect. Who are his elect? The Jews. From the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. After Jesus Christ returns, he rules over the earth from Jerusalem and he will gather together the Jewish people from all over the world back to the land of Israel. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 12 says, he will set up a banner for the nations and he will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Ezekiel 36 says, For I will take you from among the nations. I will gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. And I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. And so Jesus Christ will return and the kingdom age will begin. The Bible says the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ. And the governments of the world will be upon his shoulder. And Jesus Christ will reign as king of kings and Lord of Lords forever. You're supposed to sing the Hallelujah Chorus at that point, right? Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much. We thank you, Lord, that you're coming back. We thank you, Lord, that one day you're going to pierce the darkness and open the sky and come riding down out of heaven and take power and authority over this world and rule over this world as King of Kings And Lord of Lords, we thank you, Lord, that one day the governments of this world will be upon your shoulder. We thank you, Lord, that one day your kingdom will come 
and your will will be done finally on the earth as it is in heaven. We thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I pray that that we would be ready, that we would be watchful, Lord, as we see these signs of things happening in the world around us, signs of the times, that we would be ready. And Lord, we, we say, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join Him because of the truth of His Word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew, right here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.